0: Deep in the fortress of iron, in the iron gloom of his study, Gnaeus Storm slouched in a fat, deep chair. His chin rested on his chest. His good eye was closed. Long gray hair cascaded down over his tired face. The flames in the nearest fireplace leapt and swirled in an endless morisco. Light and shadow played out sinister dramas over priceless carpeting hand loomed in old Earth's ancient Orient. The shades of might-have-been played tag among the dark wood beams supporting the stone ceiling. Storm's study was a stronghold within the greater fortress. It was the citadel of his soul, the bastion of his heart. Its walls were lined with shelves of rare editions. A flotilla of tables bore both his collectibles and papers belonging to his staff. The occasional silent clerk came and went, updating a report before one of the chairs. Two Shetland-sized mutant Alsatians prowled the room, sniffing shadows. One rumbled softly deep in its throat. The hunt for an enemy never ended. Nor was it ever successful. Storm's enemies did not hazard his planetoid home. A black creature of falcon size flapped into the study. It landed clumsily in front of Storm. Papers scattered, frightening it. An aura of shadow surrounded it momentarily, masking its toy pterodactyl body. It was a raven shrike, a nocturnal flying lizard from the swamps of the broken wings. Its dark umbra was a psionically generated form of protective coloration. The raven shrike cocked one red night eye at its mate, nesting in a rock fissure behind storm. It stared at its master with the other. Storm did not respond. The raven shrike waited. Gnaeus Julius Storm pictured himself as a man on the downhill side of life, coasting toward its end. He was nearly two hundred years old. The ultimate in medical and rejuvenation technology kept him physically forty-five, but doctors and machines could do nothing to refresh his spirit. One finger marked his place in an old holy book, It had fallen shut when he had drifted off. A time to be born and a time to die. A youth wearing navy black slipped into the room. He was short and slight and stood as stiff as a spear. Though he had visited the study countless times, his oriental inscrutability gave way to an expression of awe. So many luxuries and treasures, Mouse thought. Are they anything more than death? Hidden behind a mask of hammered gold. And of his father, he thought, He looks so tired. Why can't they leave him alone? They could not. Not while Richard Hawksblood lived. They did not dare. So, some day, as all mercenaries seem to do, Gnaeus Storm would find his last battlefield and his death without resurrection. Storm's tired face rose. It remained square-jawed and strong. Gray hair stirred in a vagrant current from an air vent. Mouse left quietly, yielding to a moment of deep sadness. His feelings for his father bordered on reverence. He ached because his father was boxed in and hurting. He went looking for Colonel Walters. Storm's good eye opened. Gray as his hair, it surveyed the heart of his stateless kingdom. He did not see a golden death mask. He saw a mirror that reflected the secret storm. His study contained more than books. One wall boasted a weapons collection, Sumerian bronze standing beside the latest stress-glass multipurpose infantry small arms. Lighted cabinets contained rare china, cut crystal, and silver services others contained ancient wedgewood. Still more held a fortune in old coins within their velvet-lined drawers. He was intrigued by the ebb and flow of history. He took comfort in surrounding himself with the rack it left in passing. He could not himself escape into yesterday. Time slipped through the fingers like old water."